I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome back to Kinda Cute. And if you're new here, welcome. My name's Bailey Evan, and on Kinda Cute, we discuss articles from the cut and my general pop culture musings. But today, we are mixing it up a little bit. And we are discussing a scam that I don't think has gotten as much attention as it should yet. So I'm hoping this will bring light to it. And maybe if you've experienced something similar, you can let me know at Bailey Evan or at Kinda Cute Podcast on Instagram. And please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. I would appreciate it so much. I hope you enjoyed this Kinda Cute special report. Alright, so today guys, I thought it would be fun if we did our own investigative journalism because I haven't seen this covered on the cut yet and I think it's time for me to dive in on my own scam investigation, if you will. So I have a very special guest here, literally my most favorite person in the world, but because she's scared for her life because of this story, we're not going to use her name for this, but trust me that she's a real person and she's sitting across from me right now. And she's told me this whole story before, so I really wanted to get this on the podcast. So I'm just going to have her tell me the story like she told it to me in the first place. Why are you shaking your head at me? No, I just thought I was going to be asked questions and I didn't have to just tell the oh, story. Oh, okay. Don't, she's, she's very nervous. Like, it's fine. <laughs> kind of cute is a very welcoming place. Are, have we decided, are you willing to say what city this happened in? Because if sure. not, we can just... I okay. can say what city it happened in. So you were on vacation in Charleston. I was. So can you walk us through what happened the very first when you're like walking down the street, you're on your way to dinner, lead us through that first part. So we arrived and we drove to Charleston from Florida and we're walking down King Street towards our dinner reservation and uh, a girl stepped out. She was standing in front of a store and she offered us soap samples and it was just like little bars of soap, cute, like, you know, what you would get at Lush or something like that. Um, and so we took them. And she, so she started small talk with us and she started commenting on my purse and she said, you know, you don't want to get the inside of your purse dirty. So you really need to come in the store and let me wrap the soap up. I can put it in some saran wrap for you or whatever and, and come in the store. So I was like, okay, yeah. Cause I, the inside of my purse was like suede and I didn't want it. I didn't want the soap to get on it. So I thought that was a good idea. So I went inside the store, but as we walk into the store, she starts telling me that she wants to put eye cream on my eye and how much better my eyes would look if she could apply this eye cream. And I was like, no, no, we have dinner reservations. I got to go. Yeah. But at that point, she started grabbing my arm and she's like, no. And, she, and she's nice. And I'm, she's just carrying on small talk. But she continues to sort of guide me into a chair. And she says, literally, it'll only take two minutes. Just please just come sit down. It was similar to what happens in a mall with the kiosks. But because you're at a storefront, somehow it was, I don't know, it seemed different to me. Yeah. And can you explain King Street in general? Yeah, so, I mean, it's just a typical main street, tourist street that has significant amounts of shopping on it, bars, restaurants. Um, it's kind of the main thoroughfare in, in Charleston that has, you know, main the, their main shops and main bars and restaurants. And so it's a heavily, um, heavily walked area, lots of foot traffic. All of the big hotels are sort of in that main area. Um and I, I guess, I, I'm assuming it's where that when the cruise ships come into port, obviously people must come in and go down King Street. Um, because as we'll get further on in this story, uh, the store that I'm talking about is in a lot of 
cities and ports that have cruise ships that come into them. Okay, so she takes you into the storefront, and how does it look when you go in? Like a normal store. I mean, it's a, it's a, it has, you know, it's it's a lot of white space. Um, it has bath products, facial products, um, kind of nondescript. But I mean, it's a, it's a nice. Again, King Street has a lot of very expensive, nice stores on it, and so it's a nice, normal store. I mean, it looks like somewhere you'd go in and buy face cream or soap or whatever Um, yeah so explain what happened then once she takes you in so again she insists that she's going to put this cream on my eye and I'm protesting at this point but my husband's like oh just he's chatting and whatever uh, talking to her and I'm saying no I just want to go but she begins to apply the the eye cream to my eye and the minute she pulls the eye cream out I recognize it because I don't know two or three years prior I had been on a cruise with my parents And my mother, who is in her 70s, had purchased this eye cream on the cruise ship. And it was essentially like the, I don't know, the infomercial things that you see that are like Plexiderm or whatever. It's like Elmer's glue for your eye. And it does does give immediate results, but it's no... It's like a temporary result that yeah. if you put anything on top of it, the result goes away. Because it like kind of like sucks your eye skin. It like, does. How do you describe, it like, it's like, I don't know. It makes it like takes any puffiness away from under your eye, and then it and then it like kind of smooths the wrinkles, like for a very brief period of time. But doesn't it sometimes? And burn? it's really dry. Yeah, a lot of people it causes irritation to their eyes, um, redness. Um, a lot of people have skin sensitivity to it, so you might be able to use it for a moment, but then after any extended use, people usually can't use it because it causes problems. I shouldn't say usually. That the few people that I've had experience with have had that problem, um, and it's ridiculously priced. I mean, it's 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 a product that should probably cost ten dollars, and they charge two hundred ninety nine dollars for it. And as far as you know, it's not something you could get at a dermatologist. Not that I'm aware of. But again, I'm not somebody who's shopping. I'm, I'm not somebody who is really heavily involved into the, you know, I, I don't know, skincare. Right. Lines. But it's not prescription and it's super expensive. It is not prescription. It is expensive. It comes in a fancy little box. But aside from that, it's pretty unnotable. Okay. Okay, so you agree to put the eye stuff on. Well, she, I sort of, I mean, it was, it was the, it was a lot of conversation and I'm sort of protesting and saying, no, we're meeting friends for dinner, which was a lie. I just wanted out of the store. Um, we, it was really just the two of us, but, um, but I just wanted to go. Yeah. And to give background, you're not normally someone who would get like sucked into doing something like this, right? Well, I hope not. I mean, like at the mall, you <laughs> wouldn't even It's never usually, like, something accept- I've ever done. Like, yeah. I would never stop whatever. I don't know if I was in a particularly good mood that day because we were out and on our way to dinner and kind of enjoying Charleston. And I hadn't been to Charleston in a very long time. So um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I was particularly susceptible that night or what, but it was a was an unusual experience for me. And also to clarify, you hadn't had any drinks or anything at this point. No, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So again, I'm sorry. We keep getting, just trying to give you guys a little, little background information because I know we just jumped right in with this story, but I'm telling you, it's better just let her tell the whole story because this shiz gets wild. All right. So continue. Well, I'm not sure how wild it I gets. think it's, it's wild. Just emba- it's one of those things that I think it's embarrassing and, um, and kind of hard to believe. I mean, kind of hard to believe that this happened uh, solely because I, I, I'm not somebody who would ever um, 
think that I would ever be a victim of like a scam or Yeah, she's very something. educated. She's a lawyer. She's smart. She's not the typical person that you would think would fall into a scam like this. And, and knowing her, she's never fallen prey to a scam like this before. Correct. And while I'm older, I'm not I'm not necessarily the target age of this. I mean, I'm I'm in my I'm I'm 51. The kind of people I think that they usually scam, I think it usually is older people that this happens to, that that happens on a significant, as far as the money aspect goes, um, it seems to be older people from what I've read. Right. And sorry, to, I know we're bearing the lead here, guys, but yes. I swear, we're, we're getting to it. Yeah. <laughs> so so the long and the short of it is, it's the, kind of this high pressure sales ta- tactic. And she has me in there and she puts the cream on one eye and only on one eye. And so she asks my husband if he wants some and, and he's looking at me and he's like, no, can you just put it on her other eye because we're going to dinner and now it's going to look weird because she's taking my makeup off underneath one of my eyes. It was just awkward to have this on one eye and not on the other eye but so she keeps talking and and again it's this it's it's a very um it seems natural conversation it's a lot of uh, complimenting whatever about you I mean it's definitely a script but she does a good job of delivering it and during the conversation she asks us things like very specific questions like are you married or are you happy um and she she tells us that my husband I think asked her where she was from because she had a fairly thick accent and she smiles and she's like I'm from the best country in the Middle East guess and so obviously it's like well I I mean you don't you don't want to insult somebody so I didn't want to guess at like I I, whatever ultimately she ends up telling us she's from Israel and she explains that she's there on um a she's there on like a work study or and she had just gotten there like three weeks before and there's several other people working in the um in the shop and they are all um roughly the same age young women you and men there was only one man I think that night but it was predominantly younger women um I would say in their early 20s um maybe late teens but they're all definitely younger and they all she indicates that they're all from Israel um my husband inquires about a machine that is sitting across the way from us and it's these it's all of these machines that are put out and they're like light therapy so there's like a blue light a red light whatever and um he starts talking to her about it so she's like oh like she sees the she's she's got a hook right like she's she she knows who to market to now so she turns her attention to my husband and she tells him that if he buys the eye cream that um I could get a facial the following day which is normally $450 for the facial um that includes this blue and red light therapy and I could try it and it would be free included with the purchase if he would buy the eye cream at $299. And he's like, well, yeah, hell yeah, of course. It's a $450 facial and I'm going to pay $299 for this eye cream and and whatever. So, And as I said earlier, this woman I'm talking to is not liable to a scam, but her husband, <laughs> maybe not as much, like a little bit gullible and naive, if I had to say. 
but again, a lawyer. Yeah, and educated, but a little some, bit more naive. But and not educated on women's skincare. Skincare. Has no idea. And that's my fault in the sense of like, he's very intrigued by the girl the whole time during this process when she's putting the cream on my eye and she's holding a fan to my eye. And it does. And again, this I, I know this product because my mother had purchased it years before. So I was telling him, I'm saying as this is going on, like this is that stuff that my mom was scammed on on the cruise ship. Like it's the same exact product. It's got a different name and it's in a different, it's it's in the same kind of package, but it's packaged under a different name now. But I recognize it to be the same product. And I say to him at, in front of her that, oh, this is like that plexiderm stuff that they sell on TV and like whatever. And so I have, I'm, I want no part of it. I am literally saying at this point, I just want to go to dinner. Like, come on, can we just get out of here? And, um, but he's intrigued by the free facial. Yeah. So he buys, he immediately buys this stuff. And I'm like, whatever, at least now I can go take what's in the box and put it on my other eye. And I'm not going to look weird at dinner. And it's a $299 investment. Like, okay, whatever. I'm out $299. But the next day, so I do go back because I'm like, okay, well, if I've, if he's already paid this $299, I want to go back and get the facial the following day. Cause I assume it's going to be a normal facial because the place looks normal to me I guess um but earlier in the morning he had a meeting so I had gone out and I had gone shopping on the morning I had just walked down King Street to get some coffee and go shopping and whatever so I noticed on the opposite side of the street that there was a, a store it had a totally different name but the setup was similar and the people were peddling soap at the front trying to give you free samples. It was it was different people. And then there was another there was another store down the street with similar it was the same thing. It was like slightly different product, slightly different setup, but you could tell it was somehow related. Would you be willing to share the names of those three places? Or? If I if you knew them, they're really not part of the part of the problem with these places is that the names aren't super. They don't jump out at you. It's not like there's a big sign on the place. It goes under the name of Resvera Life. I think is the is the umbrella company that kind of markets this stuff. They are places where there are young people standing out, generally of is from Israel. Um, at least that was my experience. Um, everyone in all of these stores, uh, from from my conversations, it appeared that they were all Israeli, and and indicated that they had immigration issues. Like, in talking to the girl, she was saying like you can only stay a little while because of immigration, but there's ways around it. And we had this kind of vague conversation about the stores employing all Israeli students or or younger people but that they had to get around immigration issues. But 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 I thought it was odd on this uh, King Street is not a tremendous street. I mean it's a, it's one main street that goes down and I'm I I I guess you could compare it to something like Duval Street in Key West or I don't know. There's plenty of shopping areas that are like this that sort of have this main thoroughfare. But it was weird to have three of these places on one street, I thought. And I and then when I when I passed it and I I passed the second store and I saw the girl who had been who had sold me the stuff the night before. And she was standing outside of an, another store. So it immediately make, leads me to believe, obviously, these stores are related because it's the same girl in this store. And then I noticed, I, I walked down King Street several times and passed these stores. I end up moving to the opposite side of the street because I felt so uncomfortable because they are pretty aggressive in their marketing. But uh, you notice that the people are moving, rotating between the stores, right. the, the workers are. You see them in different stores. But it's, it's three or four stores that are in Charleston. 
Okay, and I'm sorry I sidetracked you because we're back now. The next day, you're about to go into your facial. Yeah, so I'm about to go into my facial, and I and again, the whole thing is so suspect and so weird. And like, I they call me ahead of time, and they're like, they call me at like 12:50. I have a one o'clock facial, and they're like, "Well, where are you? Are you coming?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah I'm gonna be. I'm two minutes. I'm walking towards the store right now." And they're like, "Okay, we just wanted to confirm that you're gonna be here." And they had moved my appointment a couple times. Um, within this 12 hour like uh, this had happened the night before and I have the facial the next day at one o'clock and I think they had called me twice before during the day to like change the time of the appointment so again we get there at one I get there shortly before one o'clock and I walk in and there's nobody in the front of the store but I said but a girl came out and I said you know I'm here for a one o'clock facial and they're like oh and so then she gets another girl and they lead me into this back room but it's not like a, it is sort of like a normal facial room, but not. Um, it's not peaceful or, I don't know. It's And it's a, it's a little bit dirty. It's not like completely, it's just not, it's not set up like when you would be at a spa and getting a facial. But again, I haven't done, I don't, it's not, I'm not somebody who frequents places like that. So I, I it's got a table and it's got, but again, there's a, I walk into the, I walk into the room and the first thing I notice, they, they, they bring my husband back in the room with me and there is a refrigerator and it is filled with liquor and it's got it's got a bottle of Patron in the refrigerator uh I think there's like gray goo there's great there's several bottles of liquor sitting on top and so they offer you a drink and I said no I don't I'm good no thank you and they're like we have wine we have beer they, they, they're kind of pushy about giving you the alcohol right and you're not usually one to turn down a drink what made you do it that time I don't know I was just uncomfortable yeah like I honestly I was just I saw it and I was just like I, I realized like lots of spa services you'll get champagne or like whatever but I don't know there was just something about it that I was like yeah no I'm not doing that your gut feeling yes yeah Okay, so then they start the services? So another, again, three or four girls come in before the services start. One of the girls says to me, and, and I had seen her the night before, she said, I just want you to know how lucky you are to be getting this facial from this particular, I don't know if I should say her name, but this particular esthetician, right? And yeah. so you're so lucky. Women wait five months to get in with her. She's the most amazing. You're not going to believe your results. And I'm like, great, <laughs> you know, I can't wait. And so a few minutes pass by and the woman walks into the room. She's a young woman, maybe. She she tells me she's 33. She proceeds to, this This goes on for, this is a very long thing. I'm, I'm in this facial for an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes. Um, doesn't start like a normal facial. It starts as, I immediately realize, okay, this is just a sales pitch for the machines. But whatever, I'm there. I'm like, I, I, I'm going to sit here and go through it, right? So, but throughout, she is talking about the technology, and she is explaining blue light, red light, blue light, and red light therapy, and she's talking to me about how much money a year I would spend on um, getting Botox and fillers, or having a face, or you know, if I would be consider having a facelift, and she's talking to me about the costs of that, and then she's 
she keeps bringing it back around to it's such a better investment to invest in these this light therapy at home because it's going to give you better results it's not going to give you as good of results as a facelift would but it's so much more non-invasive but it's going to be way better than botox and fillers and it's at the end of the day it's such a better investment and so she she's putting creams and light and stuff on my face throughout this entire process. And she's constantly pulling her phone out and she's showing me photos of clients, emails. And the pictures are compelling. The pictures are very compelling, but they're again, they're on her cell phone, which why it doesn't, Obviously, the first thing that would occur to anybody in their right mind is that these are doctored photos, right? Well, for some reason, I don't exactly know why, but as I'm sitting there, it's not necessarily occurring to me that these are fake. I mean, they're real people and they're real emails, but it's it doesn't occur to me that they're doctored photos, right. which I can't even say that they are, but I'm assuming they're doctored photos, obviously. I feel like everything is Photoshopped these days. Correct. So it's a but, safe assumption. Uh, but again, you know, you look at, if you look at something online of some procedure or whatever in a doctor's, in a doctor's office, let's say a plastic surgeon's office has before and after photos, or you go and consult somewhere and you look at a book and they have before and after, your, your assumption is that these aren't doctored photos, that they are actual patients who had these results. I mean, well... Maybe that shouldn't be your assumption, but that's my no, assumption. No, I think that's fair because you're like, it's a doctor. I trust this, correct, this correct. And and this, this is process. a storefront. This is not. This is a normal storefront on an expensive street that you assume must have some. I don't know why in my mind that gives it more credibility, but it did. Yeah, because um, you have to have a certain amount of money to rent on a street like that. Yeah, and you're putting yourself out there. You're not like a mobile business or something that's going to easily go away. To me, it's like you're a storefront that is representing a product. You're you're making certain representations and warranties about the product, and I don't know. To it, to it all seemed creepy. Obviously, I was like a little bit sketched out when I'm sitting there. But your husband is like hook, line, and sinker. Oh, he is is convinced that this is like the best thing in the world like he's he's excited because he's going to get to use it like this is a great investment because it's these yes so I I'm 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 skipping the whole point here so what they're selling is blue light therapy and red light therapy that's sort of the big ticket item that they're selling so you're gonna I mean this is kind of funny and when people hear this I think they're gonna laugh like what kind of idiot would ever ever (laughs) think this was real but so she pulls out this suitcase and she says you can get this entire suitcase and I think it had it's kind of a blur to me now but I think it had three different lights in it one was a blue light one was a red light and I want to say there was one other thing I'm not exactly sure because once she said the price it was like I like spaced out and that it, it, it didn't, I was never going to buy that. So it was, it didn't, I, it didn't register with me, but it was $20,000. Oh my God. And when she said the price, I mean, I just like, I almost started laughing, but my husband was kind of like, oh, okay. And then, and then, so then the, the whole game here is I'm going to figure out what your price point is, right? What can I sucker you out of? What's the maximum amount of money I can get you to buy this product for, but did you know that at the time? No, but okay. I mean, you realize this as as you walk out of the store that this is the game, right? It's that I'm gonna I'm gonna have a every time you say no and protest, I'm gonna keep you in this room, and you're and you're essentially like locked in this back room, okay, outside of the store. It's she's gonna figure out who she can convince, and so she again realizes that she's not selling to me; she's selling to my husband. 
And I'm saying, no, like, I just, no, no. We'll think about it and like, no. And he's like, well, wait a minute. Like, what kind of, and he starts looking things up on the internet. And so he sees one on the internet that's, it's a blue light. And um, the name of the company is Zero Gravity or Perfectio Zero. Zero Gravity, I think, is like the company that makes these lights. Um, or at least that's the packaging. And so he looks it up and he sees one online for like $2,899 for the one blue light. And so he goes, well, I can buy this online for $2,899. He says to the girl and she says, well, yeah, of course it's used. And it is, it's on eBay. And he's like, well, it's not, I mean, so what it's used, it's a light, like what would it matter? And she's like, well, that has no warranty. And she's like, and they do sometimes break. And she's like, but if you buy it through our company and it, we can, I can sell you this one for $5,000, but you get a lifetime warranty. If it ever breaks, we immediately replace it. So he's sold on the whole warranty issue. And so he tells her, yeah, I want it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And he's like, you, he's insistent. Like, I don't do anything for myself. And I think he, I, we, you, we should invest in this. You're everybody, can, any, I can use it. Your mom could use it. Your your children could use, whoever, whoever wanted to use it, this is something that any, that, that would be a great value, essentially. So I keep saying no, but the girl brings a um, portable credit card reader into the back, into the room, and my husband is sliding his card before I can even, he, he slid the card and bought it. So what was the price on that one? The total ended up being $5,559. And that's for one light? That was for one light. Okay. Then she insists, then he starts talking to her about the red light. And, and again, it's a far, it's a far more lengthy process. I mean, like the conversation that goes on, it's a lot of talk about the FDA, the science behind this and how... I don't know. I it, it, it's 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 a bunch of her talking, and she's a good salesperson. And I mean, I understand why this happened because she was a good salesperson to a certain extent. I mean, stupidity is the main reason why it happened. But but again, she did a good job of 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 seeming um, very sincere in selling the project product. Then somehow the the red light starts out at five thousand dollars but ultimately she tells him that she'll sell it to him for fifteen hundred or eighteen hundred dollars i think no it must have been it was fifteen hundred dollars because the second transaction then she comes and runs the card and it's like one thousand six hundred and fifty nine dollars or something like that and all of this takes place in the back room and you guys still haven't had a drink this no 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 no, not drinking at all no completely so we're I mean we're going out later but we haven't we haven't it's the it's one o'clock in the afternoon and we've we haven't done anything and I don't I mean we didn't take any drinks from them the night before or the day of like whatever there's no no drinking involved so what was the total after she had rung everything up? it was like seventy two hundred dollars Plus or seventy two or seventy three hundred dollars. Plus the two ninety nine. Plus the two ninety nine. But I'm. I did discounted. Did you tip on the facial, or did that? Did you think that I that was? Was, so the, the, before going to the facial, I said, make sure you have cash because I just want to tip the girl in cash for the facial, right? Just to, I, that was it. I that's what I thought I was paying for was a tip on the facial, right? No, after all of this happens, I am like, no, do not tip. No, she got tipped with a seven. The three hundred dollar purchase. 
<laughs> so yeah, no, we did not tip her. So you leave. Is this the end of the story or like after you bring it up? Is that the end of that segment? Well, no. So what it, well, sort of, but so what ends up happening is part of the sales tactic and throughout the, when she's doing the facial, she is, she keeps taking photos of me and at before and after her doing a light therapy and showing my husband and saying, can you believe the results? Like, isn't this amazing? And like, look, she, her skin is responding so beautifully to this. Like you have to have this. Right. And she's like, and you know, it's, I'm in there on like a January 30th or January 31st. It was the end of the month. It was, it must've been January 30th. She's like, you know, in the month of January, I select five people for the year who will be her like test people and so she's like as part of this if you buy this you get all of the skincare products I give you a lifetime supply of these skincare products and so every three months like you you just let me know what you need if you need new cleanser moisturizer eye serum like whatever and then I ship you a new shipment of this product the only requirement is that you send me pictures of your progress and you write me emails about how good the product is so that I can use those for future sales And she's like, I think you'd make a great candidate. And I said, well, I would never do that. I won't keep up. I won't, I won't do that. Like, And you hate pictures. I hate pictures. I am definitely not somebody who wants you showing my picture to somebody else. And yeah, I was not going to be a part of that, but she just kept insisting, no, you need to do this. Like, and my husband was like, oh, that's easy. Like, you know, whatever. And it's free products and whatnot. And she is shoving more products into a bag. Like when I tell you like, so the two lights are purchased, right. And she filled a bag filled with product. Like she just kept throwing stuff into the bag, handing me yoga mats. And like, it was a ton of stuff that she ended up like just shoving in the bag and being like, thank you. Get out. (laughs) Before you change your mind. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Fortunately for me, though, when in order she she indicated so all this took place in the back. And before we left, though, she said, well, in order to get your warranty, you have to come out. You have to put your information in the computer before you leave. So she brought me to the computer and I was standing behind the computer and I happened to see other people who had been in the store. And I saw their names because it was up on the screen. So I made a comment to her about one of the women who had been in the store and I knew who she was. And the girl got nervous and she was like, oh, you're not supposed to see that. And I mean, essentially stating it was violative of HIPAA laws or something, whatever. And um, But she was aware of the fact that I had seen the names of the people who had been in the store prior. Yes. So it's just sort of pertinent to what happened thereafter. And so what did happen next? Well, so we leave. I walk out of the store and I am hyperventilating essentially from the fact that um, my husband, well, and myself, I mean, because I'm part of this story, have char- have, have, have paid $7,300 for some stupid lights that are in a bag, right? And I, I, I literally cannot believe this has happened. And so I feel, I mean, I, I literally felt kind of sick. And I just, we went back to the hotel. I put the bag down. We went out for the rest of the day. But I, the whole time, I literally, I cannot get past the fact that this has just happened. And I keep saying to him, like, like, we just got, we just got scammed. Like, like, I can't even believe this just happened. And like, we need to return this stuff. And he is going on and on to me about how, no, this is going to be great. You saw the pictures. It's amazing. Like, blah, 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 blah. 
Yeah, and when so. I've talked to him about it, he's like, you never do anything nice for yourself. Like, let me just do this, like, nice thing for you. Correct, correct. It was very much like that. Yeah, yes. but you're just the whole time stressing out. Everything in me is alerting to, oh, my God, what just happened? Like, I just fell prey to a scam and, like, what happened? And how did it happen? And it's, like, crazy because this started with a piece of soap. Correct. That leads to a seven... $7,300 purchase. So, okay. So you, are you even able to like enjoy yourself at dinner that night? No, because I cannot stop thinking about this situation. That I mean, obviously I had a good time in Charleston, like whatever, <laughs> but I cannot get it out of my mind. I will not touch the products in the bag. I don't open the lights. I am, I am beside myself at how I'm going to undo what has just happened. But I realize as we leave the store, I I grab the receipts out of the bag and I see in bold print at the bottom of it, no refunds or exchanges. And I'm just like, oh, I feel sick. I mean, I just literally felt sick to my stomach. Yeah. Because you thought up until that point that you could just return everything. Yeah. I was just kind of like, okay, I just need to get out of there. And then like, I'll just return this stuff. And then I realized it says no refunds or exchanges. So then what do you do? I am literally like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm, we're lawyers. We're going to figure this out. I This is going to get undone somehow. So I immediately, so we, we were actually leaving the next day and we got in the car in the morning as we were driving out of town. And I'm like, well, I don't want to go back to the store at this point because it says no refunds or exchanges. So I just kind of want to figure out how we can proceed. And I immediately, we had put it on American Express. So I thought, well, maybe if we contact American Express we can try and get American Express to somehow negotiate with them for us to return these things. They're unopened. I haven't touched anything. I will, I will pay for shipping and return everything to them. But that leads me down. Again, my husband is saying, like, honey, you're being ridiculous. Like, it's fine. Like, you're, gonna, like, you're just going to use these things, and you're going to enjoy them, and you're going to see great results, and you're going to love it. Like, just, just forget about it. Put it out of your mind. And... But as he's saying this, I'm, I'm, I'm researching and why I didn't do this before is kind of beyond me, but I am researching about these particular stores and I can't find a lot of information, but I, I find an article that talks about predatory um, practices of this particular place in Charleston and that they've been cited for predatory practices. But then it leads me down this rabbit hole of a series of stores called the dead. I think they were called the dead sea stores. Um, and it talks about this article about there's a bunch of a couple article and not a bunch, but there's a couple articles in the Jerusalem times that talks about how these stores are giving Israel a bad name. And that this guy, there was a guy who ran the Dead Sea stores. He was sort of the, he was called like the Mall King, the Israeli Mall King or something along those lines. It's been a while since I read those articles. But he, en he ended up in federal prison relating to these products. And the store that I was in seems to be the new wave of these products. They're all owned by different people. Um, they all have different names, but they all sell similar products and everything about it is shady. You can't even get it. You can't even, there's no phone number that gets you to the store. Like you can't, when you go to try and call the store to like complain or make a, you know, return or something like that, it's, you can't even get to the store. You get these random numbers of people. And didn't you read somewhere that 
he from prison was still orchestrating his businesses. They they uh, they think that. I don't I don't know that there's any conclusive proof that that's actually happening. But there apparently there's all these YouTube videos where like um, where they train young Israelis to come here, and it's and if you watch it, it's really interesting because the exact script of what the girl was. There's actually a YouTube video that, that, that shows the training and the, all of the tactic, tactics that they have on the YouTube training video is exactly what the girl had said to us. I mean, down to like, are you married or are you happy? Right. Literal and it was script. Literal script. I mean, and it was like when I, and, and there were a lot of things she said, but they were all, when I watched the video, I was like, it's all exactly what's in the video. Yeah. And beyond you saying that, when I was trying to look this up afterwards, there was so many reviews on Yelp. And people saying exactly what you said, that they were using the same thing, like... It's like flattery. Like, tactics. Yeah, compliments. Yeah, like as I'm walking down the street, the girl stops me and she's like, I mean, I had on like a Gucci purse and she's like, oh my God, I love your bag. And then she's like steps back and she's like, your style is like amazing. And she's all like, whatever. I mean, yeah, just... Flattery. And- yeah, trying to be flatter. It, it, it was tactics like that. Yeah. The other thing I also noticed when I was looking it up after she told me this story is that, like she said, it really is hard to pinpoint this because of all the different names they go by. And looking it up by Reserva Life, is that what it reverse? Resvera Life. Resvera. Like Resveratrol, which is like supposed to be an anti-aging thing. So it makes sense that they would kind of use that to hook you in. Resvera Life. But yeah, when I looked up, they all had different names, but I found the Yelp reviews for Resvera Life. And that's kind of how... I saw what was going on, but it wasn't something that was easily Googleable. No, because again, they all have different names. And and but but Mariah Carey, it, it, at least this is what I've read. I, I didn't look into this part, but what I've read online is that Mariah Carey is a spokesperson for these people and give it some legitimacy. And and but they they have stores everywhere, like Dallas, like the Dallas, Houston, Miami. There was one in the Aventura Mall. There, Key West was a, was a big area. New Orleans. Um, that's just to name a few. I mean, uh, there's one in Vero, there was one in Vero Beach, um, all different, lots of different tourist cities. And again, I'm not even naming a fifth of them. Tourist cities that also attract an older crowd. An older crowd because a lot of port, a lot of port cities that get cruise ship um, stuff coming into oh, them. People love their cruises. Absolutely. <laughs> so, did you want to talk about what ha- you found of the Key West shop? Yeah. So it ended up that um, the Key West, uh, they Key West, they did a great job of actually getting these stores closed down because it was their position that that this was obviously hurting Key West's image because people were getting so scammed. And I mean, honestly, I felt lucky to get away with only $7,300 because some of the stories I read, and again, this is all on the internet. I haven't spoken with any of these people and I don't, I don't know the validity of this except that they are in articles online. There, there's allegations that the, these stores would drug people. So when they would come in for a facial or a, or a service um, to buy like different face creams, and a lot of times this would happen with just the face creams, not the light therapy, they would get them drunk, dr- put drugs into their drink, and then take their credit card, keep the credit card on file, and then they would send them monthly face creams and and people would end up losing, you know, one lady lost like $87,000. Um, and she was very elderly. I she was very elderly, but, and, and it was, and you know, her position was, I just, I, I want it to stop because I will never use, I'm, I'm, 
she was like in her 80s and she's like I can't use a lifetime supply of face cream I mean I'm lucky if I get through one jar exactly exactly (laughs) but it was a lot of stories of people being sometimes people being duped out of a thousand two thousand dollars but um some people being taken for you know twenty thirty eighty thousand dollars depending upon the circumstance but clearly predatory and I mean that's out and out you know I mean they're drugging people and stealing their credit card and you know we love talking about hustlers on this podcast yeah. the hustlers that <laughs> scores it's a very similar it's idea. exact it's the exact idea of that yeah yeah same exact so thing. So it's a good thing they didn't drink that Patron. That's why I was highlighting that earlier, guys. That yeah, they were that sober, we which is really not the norm. Which is them. embarrassing to say <laughs> that we got duped sober. At least, you know, if I had been drugged, I would have an excuse. But <laughs> So then what did you, after you did all this research, then what was this? You're doing all this research literally oh, like the day this an, happened. The day it happened. And I am in, I mean, it's it's in a frenzy that I'm going to undo this. Like, and this be, is going to become my life's work to undo this and to somehow bring these people down down and apparently my real goal was just to undo it because I have not brought these people down and I've done nothing to further that but fortunately for me the girl had said enough in the facial the the girl who had actually given me the facial or, or for lack of a better term it was sort of a facial I guess she had she had said a lot of things like she had made some indications that she was American born she grew up in Israel she moved there when she was like six or seven but she had been born in Chicago and so she she had made statements like I don't have the immigration issues that all of the other people here have and that was part of what had happened why the guy ended up in um, federal prison on the on the Dead Sea stuff um, part of the issues there were that it was significant immigration. He was he was employing illegal immigrants, et cetera. I ended up contacting everywhere, and my husband did too. I mean, we contacted Amex originally when we read the articles online about the store having been cited for predatory practices by the city because the city of Charleston had a has an ordinance, I guess, where it's like three strikes and you're out. Um, so if you get caught, you get fined and, but potentially they can remove your license and kick you off or, you know, remove you from having a store there if, if you get caught doing this three times. And so they had encouraged people, if you had a bad encounter with them to contact the tourism. Um, so we ended up reaching out to them. We wrote a long, uh, explanation to Amex and we had, I emailed the girl who had sold me the products and then we also had lodged a complaint with the nu- the only number we could find. That experience was very weird. We got a girl who claimed she was in Charleston and it was, it was very unclear. I, I, I didn't think it was going to go anywhere because everything you read online said you're never going to get your money back from these people. But lo and behold, we sent the letter and made all kinds of allegations and essentially told them we were going to come after them in every way, shape, or form that we could think of, including on immigration issues. And um, within 24 hours, they said, we'll refund your money. Weirdly, though, I I had asked on numerous occasions via email, et cetera, I just want to return the products. They haven't been opened. I will I will ship them all back to you. You just need to tell me where to ship them because it was unclear as to where I should be sending them. And they just said, keep them. And to this day, she has not opened them. I lights. will not open them. I really want to because I would like to try them. 
I, I there are probably twenty dollar lights that don't even work. But oh, I mean, and I feel like that's worth touching on is that I you know light therapy is a real thing. Sure, LED light therapy, red light therapy, blue light therapy. It definitely I think does have efficacy to a certain extent. Yeah, but. Do you need to be buying seven thousand dollars? Where I mean, it's a light bulb at the end of the day, right? Right. And uh, and again, why? Again, that's something that should that makes you feel even dumber. But I think that's why I wanted to share this story with you guys because this is my point. This is to educate people who really haven't fallen prey to a scam before and walked out seventy three hundred dollars yeah. out of pocket. Yeah at the end of the day. And honestly, I think part of the reason you got it back was because of all the research you did and you were able to draft a well-written letter with the power of being an attorney behind it. Because, I mean, I'm not proud of it, but I've used being an attorney to get... Agreed. I definitely think think that had weight to it because there were some other issues that I can't really say on here, but some things that I had pointed out to them that um, I think they got concerned about. Well, why can't you talk about it? Well, because it related to someone else. Oh, the name you saw on yes, that list. Yes, it related to... Because you mentioned that you saw correct. a name on the so list. The other, so I made them aware of the fact that I had seen this name and who it was and that I was going to be reaching out to that person. And I, de- I just think it was a lot of... We, we kind of threw so much at them that I think they were just like, fine, just have your stupid Not money back. It. right? And this like cost us $10 from China. Exactly, so. exactly. I mean, I yeah, I don't think they cared at that point in time. I think it was not worth the gamble to them. So so how do you think is the way this all gets brought down? I honestly don't know. It's overwhelming. I mean, it was it was it was consuming to me when it was going on, and it's and it's very overwhelming because it's hard. You know, there's a, there's one article, and I, the name of it's like something about the the cosmetic shell game, and it's highlighting the fact that how the difficulty in in bringing these kind of things down because of the the complicated structure that they have created and and there's there's another crazy article and I don't even remember where it was but it was talking about these people they bring they ship all of these people out to Las Vegas and they have like you know like porn star award shows out like you know how they do that in Vegas or whatever but it was it was um bonuses and stuff for the kids who sold the most and 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 I do think that that the one of the main problems aside from the victims on on the side of it of, of being the tourist the young Israeli kids who are here are essentially don't have any other option but to operate under this you know, umbrella of I'm forced I, I don't get paid they get paid no money the only money they make is the commissions on what they sell. So they're highly incentivized to prey upon people because they don't have any way of staying in the United States or feeding themselves if they don't do this. Right. So um, you were able to find online that they're just getting the money from commissions? Like that's how they And actually it. the girl told me that. Oh, okay. Uh, but yes, that's on. That's pretty clear online. There's, there's some testimony from, or, or some not testimony, but entries on like... Uh, forums or boards that talk about people who worked for them and their point is is that's what happened they they bring you here and essentially you know you have no other way to support you if you don't make your commissions then you can't you can't support yourself and these award ceremony type things that they had in Vegas 
it was tons of people. Yeah, apparently it was like thousands. So there's that many people. It's all workers. It's all Israeli workers. All young Israelis. You know, when you told me about this the first time, it really gave me the vibe of like the Scientology conventions. Have you ever seen those on TV? No. Oh, it's so crazy because it's just these huge like convention things and there'd be thousands of people and it was just another way of them making money. And like there's it's kind of like a cult aspect to this, I think. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think you get, I mean, look, the girl, the girl who gave me the, the services claimed to be an owner. So she claimed she was, she was, she was like, I'm so successful. And she had on, you know, she was like trendy. She had on like her Gucci belt. She came in with her Gucci purse and she was, um, she had on a Cartier bracelet. I mean, she had on, you know, the trappings of like high ticket items and, um, and I'm sure they are all, you know, seduced by the idea that they can make tremendous amounts of money. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's how they, it's a promise that, oh, you can make so Absolutely. much. You can have freedom. You can do all of Absolutely. this here. Yeah. I just wish I knew, like, literally what are the next steps. And, and maybe knowledge is the first step in getting this done. Because I, I don't know. I've never talked to people who, I've never met anyone who's paid what you guys have for that. I know there's like the right. mail kiosk. Everyone kind of knows that's Correct. kind of a scam or whatever. Yeah, obviously you're not you avoid the kiosks. Yeah, with but that's all... like, oh, they're going to sell me like a, a bottle of lotion or a Correct. hair a hair curling thing. Correct. Your hair straightener. A hundred bucks maybe, right. if that. Right. And I just think I had no idea that there was something that was scamming people out of up to $87,000. Right. I know. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, I honestly couldn't believe it. I was, I, I, I felt sick to my stomach when I started reading the, you start reading the articles and I'm like, how is it that people don't, how, first of all, how do these stores stay open? I mean, like when there's an allegation like that and any proof of that, I don't understand how, how, I mean, and this is just my naivety, I guess, but I don't even understand how a store like that stays in, stays open. Like why the city doesn't step in. And I guess the city doesn't have, they don't they don't have a legitimate reason at that point to drive the store out but what they did down in key west was it, it was the guy he used to own a newspaper um heard about that one the the elderly woman's story and he got involved and so he started picketing he started pickets outside the store and that's how they were able to drive the people off Duval Street and in Key West. Yeah. Um, and I assume that's what's probably going to have to happen in like all Almost of like a grassroots effort. It was a grassroots effort. And again, they're trying to put the puzzle pieces together and, and show that these, these things are all related uh, seems to be very difficult. Yeah. And I touched on that earlier that how I had trouble Googling it. Because when she told me this, I was like, oh, I'm a master at Googling. I can right. find anything I want online. And it was not that straightforward and easy. I literally thought there was already going to be a million exposés about this I thought there'd be New York Times articles like, I know I know and there's not the biggest articles come from the Jerusalem Times. yes that's all I found yeah. too those were the only instructive articles I found about this yeah. so it's like we don't even we're not covering this in America and it blows my mind yeah and I think there's scams like this that happen all the time that for whatever reason they just fly under the radar particularly in in in, in that prey upon the elderly yeah, yeah and we do have elder law protections yeah place, we do but, but it takes a lot for that to you know then what they're supposed to hire a lawyer and go through all of that when they're 87 years old or exactly it's like how, exactly you know how can you we expect them to be doing that and being the ones to bring it down right and it feels like I mean even with myself like and, and I, again being a lawyer at least you have the ability to bring forward a lawsuit easier than most people but it feels overwhelming 
Yeah, because like you said, you don't even know what company to go after. Who do you bring Correct. the lawsuit against? It was really hard, and it was really hard to find the information. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, so I, very well, bad experience. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got your money back, and yes. I'm very grateful that you shared this with the podcast do you think we covered everything yeah we definitely covered everything probably too much and I, it's probably I've, very I've, boring but you know. I mean I've heard that story multiple times and I still find it interesting so I hope you guys got something out of it tell your parents tell your grandparents don't let them go on a cruise and get scammed but I I hear I have one other comment about mm-hmm. it I have to say that like after this happened uh, the other problem with things like this is that no one wants to admit that they're scammed, right? So it does become this, um, it was shameful to, I didn't even want to tell, I would, didn't want to tell my children this story because it was like, I didn't want them looking at me like, what kind of freaking idiot are you? Wait, I'm so glad you brought that up because I actually did want to talk about this, like that we need to destigmatize. Correct. People feeling embarrassed about being scammed because I think it's, it's, not taking into account how much pressure these high pressure sales tactics can be. Yes. And it doesn't matter how educated you are. It doesn't matter how much life experience you have. Right. You can still fall, fall prey. prey to it. You can. Yeah. And yeah, and just the shame around it. I mean, I remember even think like, I didn't think this was something you needed to be embarrassed about, but it is kind of that feeling of how did you let how this How did happen? this happen to me? Yeah, yeah. How did, how did your husband like, hand over his credit card sober? Like, how does it get to that point? How did I not stop my husband? I mean, like, it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, you're just like, why, how did this whole series of event happen, events happen? And I recognize that as I'm sitting in there, I get more embarrassed. It, it's almost like, I don't know if it's like not wanting to seem cheap or I'm, I'm not sure where this stems from, but it is this sense of embarrassment sometimes not wanting to say no to a salesperson. Oh, and I think I feel that all the time. It's like if someone helps you, you feel yeah. too guilty. You feel like you, you have to Exactly. Buy like, oh God, like their job's kind of dependent upon yeah. me. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to have wasted an hour and a half of your time. And I walk out of here and not that I would buy $7,000 worth of something, but it is that, it is that guilt and that pressure of, uh, wanting to be a good customer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's always feel that pressure. And that's when I started thinking of it that way, it gave me more insight into how something like that could happen. Cause I was like, how many times have I bought something that I didn't really want, but I just thought the person was nice. Correct. I've just Correct. been like, Oh, I want to support them. They're that's just right. like, a nice- that's right. And it may not be as much of a, t- a money item. Like it's yeah. not a big ticket item, but it happens. I think a lot, like when you go, when you do go to, a spa or something like that and they're upselling you all of the things and you're sitting in the chair and they're like oh you need this serum and you need this and you need that and like whatever not that I ever generally do buy that but I definitely feel the pressure to buy it oh yeah because you're a captive audience and actually absolutely on like a way smaller scale like I can think of a time where and this lady wasn't giving high pressure sales tactics right they're nice I mean that makes it all the worse yeah it was just this lady like talking to me and I wanted to buy something like I always want to buy something let's be real sure but I'm at this store and they're selling dog toys and these were like the most overpriced dog toys like I can get a really cute dog toy at TJ Maxx for six dollars yeah this dog toy was like twenty dollars again I know this is like a bad example but I just remember I bought it literally just because this lady was nice and she was like asking me about my dog and I was like okay I'm just gonna buy the twenty dollars luckily it's french fries and my dog really loves that toy (laughs) but you know what I mean it's I'm just saying like you think oh this can't happen to me because it's that much money but you realize the psychological stuff it can be scaled up easy that's right it's the same yeah yeah so hopefully if anyone in your family has 
experience this, like give them an outlet to talk about it and share their story and tell them they're not alone in dealing with it. And whatever you do, if you're in one of those cities, don't take soap samples. Yeah, don't take the soap (laughs) sample. That's the first. That's like the little bite of bait to get Uh. you in. Okay, so I thought it was only fair that I had the husband in this situation give his side of the story. So he's not going to go super in-depth into everything that happened, but I wanted his perspective on what made him get to the point where he was willing to hand over his credit card and let them swipe it. So can you just talk a little bit about your experience with that? We're on vacation. As my children have always said, I'm happy-go-lucky Charlie on vacation, and I'm, yeah, I like doing stuff. It seemed to have a good effect on my wife. She never does anything for herself. I thought, you know, this would be great. It's something she would use and would like. And so I wanted to buy it for her. Was there any part that you felt like maybe was kind of scammy? It's funny. Okay, so yeah, but yet I still did it. It, It's the (laughs) screwiest thing. And it's really weird. I I go through this. So obviously when the, when the, the girl's giving her speech about everything, about how things work, you know, and and at one point, I asked her, I'm like, well, did, you know, did you have to go to school for this? And she's like, oh, yeah, I had to go to a program. It's like medical school. It's like a year long. Now, obviously, I know medical school is much more than a year. I understand you have to go to undergrad before it. I get it, you know. When she said it, I about laughed at her face and started making fun of her. But I knew that would be rude, so I didn't do that. But I thought in my head, okay, do you think you're making must believe that you are really akin to a doctor? Because her whole thing was that this is a medical device. It's a medical device. So I think that was part of her spiel. But here I thought, yeah, this is ridiculous. And yet I still paid $8,000. Did you feel that they were using high pressure sales tactics? Yeah, without question. What? Can you give me an example? Well, the, the, the whole way about getting you in the store to begin with, you know, they're out there on the street. They're like, you know, they lure you in with, oh, let me just wrap these soaps for you. You know, they're, they're, when you get in the store, they're kind of touching you, kind of pull you over this area. When we came in the store with my wife, you know, they were trying the eye cream on. And I will say that looked really, I don't know how they did it, but that first night, that eye cream, I was like, wow, that stuff really, really works. Um, but they would only do it on one eye. And then they were like, I'll do it on your eye. I said, no, instead of doing it on my eye, do the other one on her eye. But they wouldn't do it. So I thought that was kind of sketchy. But it was kind of impressive because it really, like I said, I don't know what they did, but that one really worked. And then they start showing you these pictures. And once again, the, the pictures, it, it, I'm sure they're Photoshopped, but at the time, you know, you're like, wow. Mate. And so, yeah, then, then you find out, oh, if I buy this cream, then you get a free facial. And so... You know, you show these photos and you see these facials and it really looks like it's 15 years younger on these people. So we're like, well, a free facial? Sure, we're on vacation, you know. Who doesn't want a free facial? So we go in there. So they kind of start the high pressure sales from the moment they pull you in off the street. And and I got to tell you, we weren't, we weren't planning on buying anything anywhere, period. We're just literally walking down the street. Um, so the next day we go there. And they, they call before we're actually in there, kind of make sure, you know, give you the appearance that, oh, we're really, really busy, and this is a, a special privilege for you to get her because she's in such high demand. So we just want to make sure you're going to be here on time because if not, there's other people to fill your spot. So, you know, you get in there, and then they have someone else pull you in the room and talk about how, oh, you're so lucky that she had an opening today. She's usually booked up for six months in advance. You know, a lot of stuff that we both know is kind of like, 
crap. Like, like this, it's kind of embarrassing. I mean, we're, we're fairly intelligent people. I mean, and so I, I spot these things. Like we know the signs and yet I still fell for it. I still paid $8,000 for shit. Well, that's what we were talking about. That it's it's crazy that you are educated and you've never really fallen prey to a scam before. So, what do you think? What it was about this that just made you give over the credit card? The before and after pictures look remarkable. I mean, remarkable. And and it's you know human beings want to believe what they want to believe, right? So while she's doing it with you know, my wife and she's put on the cream. She goes, Oh, I can tell, you know, this is going to react so perfectly with your skin. Look how it's already working against it. And so the power of suggestion, you know, she would tell me and I would look, I'd be like, Oh yeah, that's really working. You know, cause it's, you know, she's planting things in and she's suggesting things and I'm, I'm falling right forward and I'm looking at it and it looked like it was making a difference. So for you, you it's seeing like what you felt was actual results was what made you think of it as like, Oh, this is less of a scam. This is real. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it certainly, I certainly wanted to believe that, you know, sure, why, why, why can't, why can't this work, you know, this, this makes sense, you know, it, it could be, who knows, I'm naturally skeptical, I'm looking stuff up, I'm seeing that they're a lot cheaper, I can't see any real, like, legitimate reviews for this company, which, which, not that I really follow reviews, but I thought that was kind of skeptical, I was like, well, if this really is some true medical stuff, then, then why am I not seeing anything about it? But it did seem to make a difference with her skin. My wife is the kind of woman who will never do things for herself. She won't go out and, and like, she'll do anything for our kids, even our adult children. I mean, it's, you know, extra. But she will never do anything for herself. So when I saw this product, and it looked like something she was interested in, it looked like something that she would use and would help her, and I was happy to get it. And in fact, I was so happy to get it, I never thought one time we were taken or anything. And she was in a bad place the rest of the weekend, and she was, look, the whole drive home, she's looking online, and you're like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And, you know, just started digging, digging, digging. And then finally, I realized that, yeah, shit, she's right, we got had. <laughs> okay, that was actually what I was gonna ask you. So you didn't feel any guilt after spending the upwards of $7,000? It's closer to eight, but I felt <laughs> I felt happy and actually, yeah, I felt very happy. I thought this is something she would use, and I was I was very happy to be able to do that for. Her. I thought it would be a good thing. Wait, so do you, you know? know the exact number? Because I think we were saying seventy three hundred when I was talking to your Maybe wife. Maybe it was. If it, it's probably a seventy three hundred, I was thinking it was eight, but I don't know. Okay. I was thinking one was three and one was one was five, but it might have been three and four or something. It, it, the figures she kept. It was never a set price. It was it's supposed to be X number, but I'll give it to you for this, and I'll throw in this, and I'll throw in that. And so it was, you know. That leads me to my next question. When she scanned your card, did you know exactly how much you were paying for each item? Was it clear? I'm sure at the time it was. I mean, I signed for it. I'm, I'm sure at the time it was. It was, It was. was. you know, I knew it was thousands she of dollars She said this is going to be five thousand dollars for this one light yeah yeah she i'm sure she did i i'm 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 sure of that you know because because i'm 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 pretty sure my wife knew the exact prices i i'm never one who remembers exact prices stuff once i buy something like okay it's done i bought it you know (laughs) whereas my wife can tell you what we paid for a dishwasher 20 years ago did she did you have any previous knowledge about red light therapy no 
or light therapy of any kind when it comes to skincare? Nope. So you had never seen a product like this before? Nope. <laughs> Do you think that contributed to you taking everything at face value that she was saying? Yeah, 100% it did. Uh, of course it did, you know. If if I it, once again, when when my wife is looking at everything on the drive home and she's finding similar type of products I don't know maybe they don't have the same intensity of light or whatever but when when name brand cosmetic stores sell a similar product for a couple hundred dollars versus several thousand dollars you start to go okay well maybe maybe I got had <laughs> did you feel like at any point your wife was wanting you to not buy like was she telling you this is a scam we shouldn't do this at any point no, um, and that's one of the reasons I, I felt that I, I, I felt it was okay. She she had the, we shouldn't do this, but she always has that about spending money. And so, and this is me just misreading, and I'm sure, when she really doesn't think it's a good idea, she'll be like, no, we're going. And she didn't strongly, to me, didn't strongly suggest that she didn't want to do this um she was clearly hesitant she was clearly like i don't think we should do this but you know you get to know people over the lifetime and it was one of those where i just took that well you naturally don't want to spend this kind of money because you never spend money for yourself and so that i i didn't feel at the time that that she really felt it was a scam i mean there are there have been times when i wanted to buy stuff for her and she's just like no we're leaving so I didn't get that kind of response, so I thought, okay, it's free to go. Okay, but do you think that was partially because she was in a sort of compromised position because she was having a facial done, so With, it was kind of different? Without question, in hindsight, without question, it w yes, I, I think that's exactly what it is. Look, it's clearly me misreading the situation, but I didn't think her protestations were anything more than just, uh, that's a little much to spend on myself. Um because like I said, there have been other situations where she'll just be like, no, we're going right now. Your wife was saying from the sidelines that she was literally like undressed. So that is an extra layer of vulnerability. Like sure, she sure. She literally there's, didn't have clothes There's on no it. question. I recognize that she was in a, in, in, in a vulnerable position, you know. Um, it, yeah, you know. I did want to ask you, as a, as a white male, do you think you've ever felt pressured to buy something before this? Like felt pressured into buying something just because you wanted to like appease the salesperson? So oftentimes we'll be in designer stores for, for whatever reason, whether it's holidays or birthdays or whatnot, you know, YSL or, or Gucci. Or, I mean, places that most people who are spending in there are, are well, far, far better off than I am. It's like almost an internal like insecurity that you're trying to, to deal with. But, it, but, but to me, it's never based, it's, 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 it's internal. It's not based on what the salesman's saying or, or trying to impress a salesman or anything, but it's more like. I have a place at this table. Sure. I belong sure, here just sure, like anyone sure, else's. Sure. But who so, do you something think like that's that. trying to prove it to yourself? I, I, think it's just my, I think it's my own insecurities that I'm trying to, to and then that, look, I'm not buying it for my insecurities. I'm buying it because my kids want it and I'll buy about anything my kids want as they know. <laughs> and so. Yeah, I don't know why it is, but it, it's certainly it's certainly th that's kind of the feeling. It's so it's not really the salesperson. It's it's more internally like somehow I am a worthy person because I'm able to 
provide this for the people I care about. Do you think that's more a personality difference between your wife and you, or do you think it's more of a male-female difference? I don't know if it's male-female. I, I, I think everyone has different personality traits, and I think that salesman, look, they're, they're, they're trained, and they're good enough, and they do this enough to recognize who, who's the easy mark, right? And in that situation, I'm the easy mark. What do you think okay. marked you as that? What were the signals you gave off? I, I don't I don't really know other than my willingness to to embrace the product. All I knew is that this lady's talking about an area that I've heard my wife talk about before that she was unhappy with, and now she just says it looks better. And you know what? It does look better. And the power of suggestion is like, oh yeah, it looks better. In reality, I'm far enough away, I don't have my reading glasses on. I probably couldn't even really tell you if it looked better or not. But I was suggested that it was, and I had seen a whole bunch of other pictures, and I thought, yeah, it does. And when I mentioned it to my wife, obviously she's in a vulnerable position, so it's not like she's going to sit there and go, no, I can't tell a fucking difference. I actually didn't say that. Well, yeah. I actually sat in the chair and said, no, I see no difference. Yeah, she might have. (laughs) Okay, so even though you were the mark, quote-unquote, in this situation, do you think this is normally targeted towards women and trying to make the sale to them? I, I, I think most of the time it's probably women alone. Yeah. And so I think most of the time it is targeted towards women. Because you, you know? didn't notice spouses in there. No, no, no. I was clearly a, a rarity. Hell no. He, she asked if he thinks the sale would have been made if he had not been there. And he said, hell no. No. She would have, if I was not there, she would have got up. And when she got back from the face, I would have said, how was it? And she would have been like, this scam. This was, she would have been disappointed. She would have been angry at herself just for going in to get the free scam. She would have been. She would have been like, I can't believe I even went in there. I should. I, I knew it. I should have known. You know. Um, no, if I wasn't there, heck no. When I got back, no way. <laughs> okay. I guess my like closing question to you then is, what do you think people can do to avoid falling prey to scams like this, but also just on a bigger scale, scams in general and sales tactics? It, that's a really hard thing because I, I uh, until you actually fall prey to it. And no one thinks they're going to fall prey to it. You just don't. Yeah, If someone would have told me you're going to go buy two worthless items for $7,400, I would have laughed at them. I, it's, not, it's not like I was pulling $7,400 cash out of my pocket. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's $7,400 is a large sum of money. Period. Yeah. It's just a large sum of money. I don't care who you are. And so, yeah, two highly educated people who generally see through BS to walk out of there with $7,400 worth of BS. It's kind of dumbfounding. So his wife's saying that if you have a gut feeling, you should rely on that. And he agrees. Definitely. Because like I said, there were, there were definitely things about it. Like, like, look, I know you, if you're given a facial, you're supposed to be licensed. It's, it's one of the reasons I think we ever get the money back because one of the first things we did is used her name, and I searched the South Carolina database for anestheticians. I searched um, the yeah, South Carolina d- database, and there was no licensing up in the room. Okay, that was the first thing away. I know it should be up there. Heck, you can't get your hair cut without seeing the license, right? And so there was no licensing in the room. That seemed off. The fact she tried to play herself off as as having more level of a competency in medical procedures than, than she clearly does, that that was off. And, and, and these are things that... I took note of and knew, and yet still just, you know, oh well. Played it off and opened up my 
wallet gave her credit card. <laughs> okay, my last question to wrap all this up is, do you think there is shame around admitting to falling prey to one of these scams? Oh, hell yeah. It's embarrassing. Do you think that's part of the reason maybe we don't hear about these on the scale that we, I mean, had you, you hadn't heard about this before, right? I hadn't. And then it's, it's scary when you actually dig in and look how often this actually happens. But yeah, there's definitely shame in it. I mean, who wants to, we didn't even want to tell our kids about it. Like, frankly, I'm surprised she did because originally it was like, she goes, we're telling nobody. The problem is this happens one small customer at a time. Do I think that if you got a whole bunch of those customers together, you'd have enough where powers of the government would take it seriously and go after it? Sure. Or, or potentially, you know, plaintiff's attorneys would go after them. Absolutely. The problem is everyone's so shameful, nobody wants to come forward and say it, you know. Don't, if, if someone's trying to grab you off a storefront to go in the store, run, don't walk. <laughs> I would love to hear you guys' feedback on this story, and I will see you next week. Bye.